Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Family Values. Uh, this week's episode we'll be talking about ways to keep a five-star customer service rating as a property manager. Along these lines, um, keeping, a, keeping a positive relationship with your tenants means higher retention, less vacancies, and more rental income and greater success. I think everyone's kind of aware of this, but we're going to, I guess, break down some of the some of the ways to keep a five-star customer rating. And we'll also mention some of the biggest complaints that tenants have. And, you know, in, I think it is appropriately titled the uh, five-star customer service rating because these days everything is rated. Mm-hmm. With social media, if you don't think that your residents are talking about you on social media, you're out of your mind. Everybody uh, is going to Facebook or somewhere else that that is uh, popular in their age group to get reviews before they buy anything. And renting your property is absolutely going to be no different. So be aware that word of mouth advertising has always been the best way to rent a property, but it works against you just the same. Yeah, that's very true. One of the best ways, I think... um to make your residents happy is to actually look at them at, as residents and not tenants. It's a mentality change uh, and the dynamic of you and the tenant might change when you're, you know, you're looking them at them as a, you know, a permanent resident as, as opposed to, you know, rent for the month as a tenant. Well, and it helps, I mean, in, in the same way that you try to get them to think of your property as their home because it will have them uh, treat them, treat the property differently and, and you know, as a, as a mindset shift, potentially could have them stay longer if they think of it as home. Well, if it's their home, then they're a resident of that property. If they're just a tenant, I think that has sometimes a negative um, connotation. And you're trying to build a relationship here and you're trying to shift your own mindset to be a, be- a better provider of customer service. And you want them to have a different mindset shift so that they can um feel better about that truly being their home. Yeah, I mean, you're pretty much trying to break down the us versus them mentality. I mean, the first few properties that we that we lived at, I mean, before we, you know, when we had our own landlords uh, to worry about, I don't think I ever had, you know, a landlord that we looked at as us versus them, you know, that you had problems with. Andrew, I don't know if, if you ever did before you, not really. No, where I stayed at um, more... Uh, corporate place that's true. it was pretty good but I mean I, I certainly know people I think we all know people who have had uh, I'm, I've mentioned them before my buddies who uh, go to college down or just graduated actually went down to Kentucky their landlord uh, I mean they were with them for two years I don't know why they stayed the second year but there is multiple stories of them trying to of him trying to I guess upcharge them at one point he wanted them to replace the floor that had been caving in on itself for years. Um, There's a few uh, quarrels that they mentioned to me, but uh, luckily we've never really had that problem, and I don't think anyone's had that problem with us. I, I think we've been, you know, on pretty well, good terms with our. And residents. to that point, um, as a resident, because your landlord, you know, treated you well, if we hadn't bought the property uh, that you moved into, you would have renewed in a heartbeat because, I would agree with that I would agree with it because you felt comfortable with him um, yeah I mean that was our you know that was our very first landlord too and he was pretty laid back about it I think looking back on it he wasn't as maybe down to the book as you should have been but um, I mean he was a pretty chill guy he's pretty laid back and um, yeah like you said we probably would have probably would have renewed with him 
anyway, let's hop back more into this, uh, kind of more of the complaints that tenants have and how to avoid them. Uh, number one, I think you can all probably guess, is poor communication. Um, this is, I mean, this is a factor in all aspects of life, obviously, not just uh, not just property management. But You're not kidding. I mean, if you look at um, the number one reason for divorce, a lot of that will often boil down to communication. Yes, it may be a money problem, but it was the communication about the money problem that, that caused it. So in every part of your life, if there's any kind of relationship involved, communication plays a big role. Mm-hmm. Um, some aspects of that, um, I guess just something that comes off the top of the head, the welcome packet that we give to every tenant kind of mentions everything that, you know, they've signed the lease that, you know, that they've read. It's kind of, I guess, reiterating the more important points, um, letting them know what, um, what we're looking for, what they can expect from us as well. Well, it's a sheet that's actually called house rules. And so the things that are super important are in just everyday English, not lease terms, but laid out in in kind of house rules and things that we expect and norms for the community, especially considering uh, so many of ours are student rentals and renting to younger people. I think it's really important to do that. Also under um, the welcome packet is a lot of times you may ask them to be responsible for something that they know nothing about. Mm -hmm. For example, um, how to change the furnace filter, uh, rem- remembering to change uh, batteries in the smoke detectors, uh, knowing where the shut-off valve is if something terrible happens and they need to shut off the water. And the thing about those things are, too, they're all, you might not know it when you first get in there, but they're all, I mean, easy things to do. Once you learn them, you, you should know what you're doing. But, you know, doing the walkthrough with them when they move in to show them those sorts of things, yeah. if you can reiterate that, then written in the um, welcome packet, that's always, I think, a really good thing. One of the things I'd love to do as we go forward is to do just a short little video and stick it on, yeah, you know, a Dropbox or some idea. kind of portal so that they could see what they need to do. But, like, on the battery side, like, Andrew, don't you text them reminders for... Um, the changing of the furnace filters and uh, batteries. Yeah, I have a thing that pops up on my phone calendar and then my Google calendars on my computer that reminds me to remind them. It's probably the best way to go about it, having it on your phone. So if you have expectations, sharing those accurately with those residents is important. It makes them feel more comfortable, and you're going to be happier about kind of the results you get too, I think. Um, Another one that residents... uh, will complain about inevitably, inevitably uh, rent increases. Obviously, you're going to have to do this uh, as a landlord, property manager. You're going to have to increase rent. You're going to want to do this incrementally. Um, I mean, that's one way to go about it, but there's some things that I mean, can't be avoided. Well, especially if you are if you have to pass on something that's happened in your um, locale, let's say property taxes were increased significantly. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have to increase rent based on that, just be honest and be very clear about why that's happened. Uh, make sure you do it within your lease terms. Remember, you can't go changing things right in the middle of a lease term. Um, but when you have to do it, be be very specific about why. The other thing that uh, we've done that's worked out really well for us because we learned the hard way is as you do a rent increase, give them something in return that feels valuable. That's a good point. So if you 
are going to continue to stay in this business, you're going to need to maintain that property with some upgrades. If you have, we, you know, we learned this when one of the properties had had somebody in it forever and still had orange carpet and avocado appliances because they'd been there so long and didn't want us to change them. But we had to rip everything out and start all over at the next renter cycle. So it kept the property off market for quite a while, took us a bunch of money that we should have planned on but didn't so well to replace everything and it was just a big hassle because it hadn't been maintained so one of the ways you can do this and get kind of uh, a two-for-one um, positive impact is give them a list of things you know need to be upgraded anyway does the flooring need to be upgraded? Great, that goes on the list. Do you need additional ceiling fans in there? Great. Do you need a new appliance that you know you probably need to change out super soon? Okay, that goes on the list. So there are three or four things on the list that say if you renew, yes, there's going to be a rent increase, but you get to choose one of these upgrades. Like a little benefits package. Exactly, for staying. So you take care of yourself. You're protecting yourself from something that you know you need to do, and it's making them feel that they're getting value for renewing and, and uh, dealing with that rent increase. Mm-hmm. If you can subtly kind of point out the fact that if they leave, they're probably going to eat up their rent increase and in moving costs, um, that's also a plus as well. Um, another big thing, lack of privacy. Um, a lot of like you know college renters that we have, I know when we first moved out, it was the same thing. The whole reason you're moving out, well, a lot of the reason is to get your own privacy. I think we do a really good job of this because what I mean, every, all the routine inspections are built into the lease, so they know when that's coming. And anything else, um, I mean, even even snow snow removal and lawn care. I mean, we're shooting them texts and stuff. Um, I mean, pretty much everything. The communication with you and the tenants, uh, Andrew, is good enough where I feel like they feel like they have their privacy and that's never interrupted yeah even the built-in stuff i give them 24 hours and then even some of the like the emergency stuff like snow i still like even though they should know i'm coming over to remove snow i still send them a text that hey i'm coming over in 30 minutes to remove snow so well Well, in most states legal requirement is at least 24 hours can be longer but not only a law it's common courtesy Um, it is i mean even like even I mean, just in daily life, if you're, like, I don't, I mean, stuff like that, I, I want to be aware of if someone's coming over, if, if I have to do something, I, I just want to be aware of it. Even if it, even if I'm not doing anything in particular, I'd like to be aware that someone's coming over. Well, and if you've built in your ongoing uh, maintenance schedule, so we do quarterly, and the reason we do that is to help with the uh, furnace filters, to double check the um, batteries on the uh, smoke detectors. We have extermination companies that go in uh, that report back to us Um, so we have people on property often and you know without being over there for snow removal and uh, lawn maintenance you're on that property often so you shouldn't feel like you need to be over there any more than that exactly and if if you feel that way then either you're compulsive or you've chosen the wrong residence that's a good point in the first place so you've got to have some trust if you've set down your rules and you should trust that person handing over the keys you need to be okay with that that's a good point um as i've, I've talked about and before our first landlord uh he was not great about giving you the 24-hour courtesy call i mean he'd t- sometimes text you and be like hey i'm gonna be over in an hour to check that 
which actually, I mean, obviously you're not supposed to do that. It's a legal issue for one, uh, but it wasn't a big deal because, I mean, it was for small stuff. It only happened a couple times. For the most part, he was out of our business. Um, we were out of his business, and it was a pretty laid-back relationship. Um, I think privacy is certainly one of the biggest things that tenants, residents, um, are worried about, though especially first-time renters. Well, and he may have felt like he needed to check on you because he has student properties, and so he, he may feel a little higher sense of concern than, yeah, in the middle than of others would. Everything. But listen, the truth is, if, it, if they can clean whatever it is up in 24 hours, it's not something you need to be worried about anyway. Exactly. Okay, cleanliness not be an issue, but they're not going to fix the hole they put in the wall in 24 hours. So if... The things that are of major importance, a 24-hour notice wouldn't solve anyway. So give them the notice. Um, another big issue, maybe one of the biggest issues, and um, well, I mean, I'll mention it. It's uh, you know maintenance requests and work orders. We'll save this for a different podcast. I mean, we could probably talk about this for 30 minutes. Obviously, maintenance and maintenance requests and getting to them in a quick, timely fashion um, and doing it right is one of the biggest things, but we will save most of this for another podcast. I think the most important thing to say about it um, is that the number one reason a good resident, the one you wanted to stay, yeah, a good resident. The, the number one reason a good resident leaves is because they feel like you haven't taken care of their maintenance requests. And so probably next podcast then, we'll do like the top seven maintenance items that uh, tend to be the biggest challenge and how we've uh, dealt with that. But part of the way we deal with that is to, when, when we take over a property, we make some changes and have some standards and some kinds of things that we do and renovations that we make that make the maintenance issue a whole lot simpler. Yeah, and you mentioned standardization, um, kind of having like a brand, a consistent look and feel to your property. We will also mention that in another podcast. Uh, we'll save that because that's, that's a whole other topic on itself. Well, that'll get you better reviews, and having brand standards will help you um, better deal with preventative maintenance issues. So I think that covers uh, most of the stuff we're going to talk about. So um, pretty much the main thing is this, that a lot of these problems come down to communication and um, customer service type of yeah issues. Those are the big two. Treating your residents like valued customers, I mean, that's, that should be common sense, but you, know, you don't realize it until you, you, know, you put in the effort to do it. I think it, you, think you can tell a, a pretty clear difference. Uh, providing excellent customer service is the best way to retain customers. Um, you know, addressing maintenance issues and calls quickly um, and doing the right, you know, doing it right on the first try. Being friendly and informative with them too. Um, you know, like when you, some of the people move into like the college houses, you know, tell them about some of the good restaurants around there. Tell them what, what there is to do on campus. I mean, this isn't just for college houses, you know, anywhere that the, te- or the resident may be moving into, you know, be informative with them. Well, you've got to remember, it all boils down to this. A lot of people approach uh, having rental property as a hobby. It's not a hobby. It's a business. Mm -hmm. So the same things that apply to your regular business, customer service, taking care of people, you know, staying on top of operations. Being timely, yeah. The exact same things that apply to any other business are going to apply to your rental business. And as long as you treat it like a business and don't just kind of play with it like a hobby, 
you'll be fine. All right. I think that's pretty much all we have for you this week. Uh, Thanks for listening and tune in next week.